Hello, my name is Joshua Grace, and I'm one of the producers of Crosswalk Talk. Today, I want to share a special episode of another Life Audio podcast. The show Faith Over Fear helps us overcome areas in life that are captivated by fear by connecting us with God for a more faithful, bolder living. In this episode, the host of the show, author and speaker Jennifer Slattery, talks with singer Colton Dixon about keeping his faith through career-changing turmoil. If you like what you hear, be sure to check out today's show notes and subscribe to Faith Over Fear on your favorite podcast app. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast. I'm Jennifer Slattery, and before I launch into a discussion of one of the most beautiful, faith-affirming, fear-fighting gifts God has ever given us, and that's the gift of music, Music can reach us on such a soul deep level, especially if it points us to reflect on God and his truth. And more than that, according to mental health experts who study the brain, it actually rewires and strengthens our brains to experience increased peace and connection. And this is one of the many reasons I often listen to songs created by today's guest, Colton Dixon, on replay. Over and over and over. (laughs) So, Colton, thank you so much for joining us today. Man, thank you for having me. It's going to be fun. Colton Dixon is an American singer, songwriter, and musician from Tennessee who turns personal truths, stories, and experiences into universal anthems. And he emerged as a phenomenon after finishing in the top seven on season 11 of Fox's American Idol. He's performed on The Jay Leno Show. And in April of 2012, he was invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner as a special guest of the Christian Broadcasting Network. That must have been mind-blowing a bit. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, you're giving me quite the intro here. As yeah, well. I got more. No, I got more. This is really cool. It's fun to see just all just the way that God is, is using you. So in 2022, he released one of my absolute favorite songs. In fact, all morning, this was playing through my head. He replaced, he released Build a Boat. And it speaks of maintaining big faith in uncertain circumstances. And then most recently, he released another of my favorite songs. Colton, I just love your songs. So you go so deep. Like you, you speak. Thank you real like you're real so the the song that you just released my light it's really powerful and and build a bow between the original and duet version with multi-platinum country songstress gabby barrett reeled in over 20 million streams it stood out as the longest running media-based christian ac number one song of 2022 and it locked down number one on the billboard hot christian songs chart and christian ac airplay chart and like i said it just has some wow it has some really powerful truths that I know because I, I kind of stalked you on everywhere before like before this interview. So I know you've had some times where you've needed God to be your light and build a boat face. So I would love to hear about when you were in that dark place and you were reaching out for God. Yeah, yeah. man, I would love to say that it's only happened once, but I think we can all <laughs> say we've been there maybe multiple times. You know, coming off of a show like American Idol, it feels like your feet are never going to touch the ground again. You know, you're on such a, a high, it's just such a big experience and, and really thankful for the, the journey that God had me on during that season. I feel like I grew up a lot, not just as a, a human, but spiritually as well, learned to really rely on God. But fast forward several years, things have been going really great. I met my wife. We got married. You know, we're touring the country. And and then my label calls me into a meeting and says, hey, we love you, but we're not going to continue working together. And that was like the moment for me that shook everything. I didn't know if music was going to be in the future. 
yeah, just a, a real wake up call for me, realizing that I was putting my identity in the safety net of having a label or my identity and what I did for a living versus who I am as a child of God. And man, when you put your identity in the wrong things, at least for me, I found that I'm let down all the time. And we go through these identity crises. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so yeah, that season was was tough. But my wife said something that kind of flipped the script for us. She said, what if God is just setting you up for what's next? What if this isn't a setback? You know, I'm just kind of a new way of looking at things, new perspective. And man, we stood on that. And, you know, God hasn't let me down yet in my life. I'm 31. I don't think he ever will. The Bible says he never will. Yeah. So we just continued to believe God that he knew what he was doing. So we pushed through and I felt deep inside that the music chapter wasn't over yet. So again, we started believing and then a new label came through and man, these new songs started with songs like Miracles and The Devil's a Liar and coming out of a season of losing my job and not knowing what the future looked like. I got to directly pour into people in 2020 when we released this project of people who were losing their jobs and not knowing what the future was going to look like. And I just think that God's timing is perfect and he knows what he's doing. And even when we can't see it, it's important to trust that he's got a plan. Yeah. That's just one of many. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I really, I like how in that time you discovered, so I believe God is always bringing us to increase freedom. Like, I mean, he's using you to bring others to freedom but he's yes. he's doing that with you first. And so you mentioned two things, a false identity and mm-hmm. a false security. So would you say that that yeah. experience, even though it was like, and I had to be, there's something I think profoundly painful about a God-given call to feel like it's crushed. Like, I think that hits us on a a very deeply, like really hard to explain. I'm sure you went through that. Like that had sure. to be soul crushing yeah. initially. Yeah, yeah. Especially as someone who probably takes or cares too much about that aspect or that side of things. Uh, I just, I love music and my music is kind of like my journal. And, you know, some people keep a physical journal. I just, I write music and, and to have someone say no, you know, was really, it felt very personal. Yeah. So yeah, that was something I had to work through for sure. Yeah. So what kind of doubts like during that time did you find yourself battling? And then, and even more so, how did God meet you in those? I mean, I've, I've heard your songs. I think they're, yeah. they're really awesome. I'm assuming like, <laughs> like through some of those stories that, that you share in your songs, were those pivotal for you? Like Noah's story, yeah. Eliza's story. Big time. Yeah. Even during that season, it was really just learning not to believe the lies of the enemy. I have a song called The Devil is a Liar and, and it was inspired by a book by John Bevere called The Bait of Satan. Okay. I've read it. Um, yeah. It's so good. It's just about, yeah. you know, like the enemy, he'll roll up and he'll help try and bait you, you know, and it's just our job not to take the bait, to know truth from lie and, and to trust that God's plans are to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope in a future. And the enemy is the opposite of that. So whatever life throws at you, put it in the right category and things are going to be easier for you. So that was me during that season thinking I'm not good enough. My time has passed, you know, even though at the time I was only 28, 29, there are all these young kids coming into the industry. And I used to be that kid, the youngest in the room. Now, sometimes I'm the oldest in the room, you know, and it's like, wow, maybe, maybe it's just the 15 minutes we're up, you know, whatever. This was the the plan so far. Maybe God's got something new. Still trying to think at it positively, but still it having a negative connotation on 
myself thinking God's got to use someone else because I'm not good enough. So it's just a lie. We are children of God and he calls us chosen, a royal priesthood. He sees us through the eyes of Jesus and we're heirs to the throne. So I think if we viewed ourselves that way, we would live bolder. And yeah, we, we would hear, you know, even those thoughts that pass through our mind, it's the enemy at work. We would just go, nah, I know yeah. who I am, you know, thanks, but no thanks. So that was a big one for me. And again, in that season as well, the build a boat story with Noah has really just struck a chord with me coming out of that season. Even my wife and I have twins. Um, they will be three in August. Congrats. How two fun. girls and Thank you. It's a blast. Fun house for sure. Yeah. They're in, they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma while I'm in Nashville right now. That's why the house is quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But man, you know, just every day, like again, the lies of the enemy thinking I'm not qualified to be a dad or I'm not whatever. And then just knowing like, no, like God has entrusted these girls to my wife and I. So even in the moments where I can't see it, I'm going to step out and believe that God knows what he's doing. And that he's equipped me for the task at hand and going to do everything I know to do in the natural. I think some people get hung up on, you know, common sense versus Holy Spirit. And I think he gave us both, right? So there's a ditch on either side of that road. And so we should do what we know to do and rely fully on the Holy Spirit at the same time. So yeah, it's just been a wild journey and God is always teaching me something new. It's amazing. Yeah. But look around you, your family, your faith. They're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Well, and I, I think what a blessing to have your wife. I, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, what if she hadn't spoken those life-giving words? And what if you hadn't reframed your circumstances? What would that have cost you? Oh, man. My wife is a pillar in our family. She just she just gets it. Grew up in the church, and, and her faith is one of the, the things I respect about her most. It's just really amazing and contagious and just one of those people that you want to rub shoulders with in the room. And yeah, she's had several things over our relationship that have shifted my perspective big time and kind of unlocked even some new, some new tears relationally with me and God. Wow. I'm really thankful for her. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Well, I think that just shows we need, we need people in our corner, right? We need to link arms. Big time. People just, yeah, yeah. stand strong. So I know. So let's talk about COVID because COVID can't on, for, for like a performer where it's not just your dream. Like that's how you support your family, right? Like, so it'd be the same as losing your career if thing. And so that had to feel it, at least at some level, really unsettling because you're not touring, right? Like you're not doing the things right. that you know, um, like your job description. Yeah. So I feel like my wife and I have a very interesting take on 2020 and COVID. And I will preface this by saying we weren't stoked on what hap- was happening outside of the walls of our home. You know, I'll start there. Not good. But man, it was actually 
kind of a blessing in disguise for us just because I was home while she was pregnant and we, you know, I got to be there at the hospital and we got to blame the hospital when all of our extended family members couldn't come to the hospital. <laughs> oh, that would have been and, hard. You know, that, all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was actually kind of a beautiful season for her and I. Again, we hated what was going on in the world, but for her and I, it was it was quite a beautiful season. And I just felt so prepared for that season. Not that you really can be. We had no idea what was coming. But again, coming out of that season of losing my record label and having to fully depend on God. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a God, I trust you. It's like, but I've got my job, you know, at mortgage security or, you know, whatever. Like it was like, no, it's like, okay, cool. God, you've got to bring in the work because my security in the label has gone away. So going through all of that before the 2020 season, it was just another opportunity to exercise that muscle that I've already been working out. And not saying it was always easy. There were definitely moments where that we're like, is touring ever going to come back? Yeah. yeah. Um, if not, maybe we need to figure something out. And and I re- even reinvented the wheel on how I perform. Uh, wow. I used to have a band, big band, actually, five or six people and got into the studio one day. I'm like, okay, if it can, if it's just me, how can I do this? Ed Sheeran can do it. So let's figure this out. Right. So I started looping stuff and bringing in different instruments and figuring that out and and went out the first year, summon 21, just as the, you know, it's just as that door was starting to peep open, there were a couple people going out. I'm like, let's go try this and, and see how it works. And so you got to be flexible. But 2020, again, was just, is a wild year for everyone. Turned out to be a beautiful year for my wife and I. That just reminds me yeah. of, of how you reframed your earlier disappointment. And so it sounds to me like through COVID, you just kind of reframed it. And you're like, okay, God, this is where we're at. So what's next for me? And because of that, he actually, he, he expanded you. Like he grew you and, and really used yeah. that in beautiful ways. That's awesome. I would love to. So in your, in your song, My Light, and you talk about yeah. God being our light in like hopeless situation, when we feel hopeless, when we feel defeated, when yeah. we're in dark yeah. circumstances. So what might that look like besides listening on replay, which actually that can be very encouraging to listen to your, your lyrics yeah. on replay, like just to remind yourself. Yes. Yes. You are my light. But from a practical perspective, what does that look like walking through dark seasons and really making God your light? And the the path for your feet is kind of what you you sing about as well. Yeah. I think that, man, like if you guys grew up in church at all, you've heard that like the word is alive. And man, I found that just to be really true. I've never read another book like the Bible. And it's wild. Growing up in church, I've heard the same scriptures, you know, the same set of scriptures, I should say, a lot. But you could be walking through a a new season, going into new territory or having a tough time, whatever, and God will just illuminate something that maybe you've known your entire life and it will just have a new meaning. It'll be a breath of fresh air in your life and you'll go, wow, I didn't see it this way. But now that I'm going through this situation, it means something different. I think the Bible is just our ultimate survival guide in life. Like, so Christian or not, like if you, if you're walking through a tough time, like open up Proverbs or open up like, you know, whatever. It's just, it's so encouraging and it just pinpoints different aspects of life, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm just thankful that God gave us that tool. Amen. And then he takes it a step further 
when Jesus, after he, you know, rises from the dead on the third day, he hangs with his disciples for a time, but then says, hey, it's better for you if I go. Just trust me on this. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I know. I, if, if that were me, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. That makes sense. But then Holy Spirit comes and dwells directly inside of us. And, you know, we think about some of these like patriarchs of faith back in the day, like Noah or Moses or David. And, and like when I get to heaven, I'm going to have all these questions for them, right? Like, what was it like, you know, walking through XYZ? But then I think that they're going to look at us and go, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit living inside? Wow. Yeah. You know, so I think that's something that we take for granted. And I know that I do from time to time, but, but just going back to the song, it comes directly from Psalm 119. God's word is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. And, uh, it's that in and of itself seems simple, but taking it further, it's like, man, no matter what you're walking through, God gave us this tool, this ultimate life survival guide called the Bible. And then he gave us a companion to help us understand it. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Amen. And yeah, it's, He's helped me time and time and time again. Yeah. When I was listening, I was thinking of the verse that that talks about how the darkness will not overcome God's light. I mean, I think your COVID story is great. Like COVID could feel super dark, right? And and sometimes our world can feel super dark, but the darkness cannot extinguish the light that that God gives us within. I would love to hear. So what are some truths or promises that you really hold tight to either during that season or even maybe now going forward? Oh, man. First of all, I know that God has called me to what I do. Standing you have on, clarity. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have clarity, you know, and some people will ask me like, well, how do you, how do you like hear from God? How do you like, you know, how do you know what he's called you to? And, and, and I'm like, man, it's a, it's a relationship. You have to spend time with God to, to hear and know his voice. He says that my sheep know my voice. Um, right. So, it's a relationship. It's, it's not necessarily head knowledge, although knowledge can be great. It's, man, what are you doing? Spend time with God. Is it a non-negotiable in your day? Like, just like hopefully brushing your teeth is a non-negotiable. Like, <laughs> can you squeeze in 15 or coffee, minutes? Or coffee. You know, or coffee. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, what are you doing to, to make time? You know, because like when my wife and I, like, if I'm on the road or have a really, hectic schedule and we don't have the communication like we need to there's a second where it's almost like we're getting reacquainted and we're we're like playing catch up and and you know whatever we're not as close as we were when we mm-hmm. were you know together yeah. if that yeah. makes sense yeah mm-hmm. it, i think it's the same with god like you know we have to it's a he says he says that um his mercies are new every morning so reach out and take it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, there's a, yeah. there's an action on, on our part where we, if you want to experience the fullness of what God has for you, it needs to be a daily thing, right? Because he's got something new for us every single day. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and I, I think too, you know, as listening to you talk and when scripture says he gives us the desires of our heart, I think if we're, if we're pursuing him above all else, he will mold our desires for how he created right like do you feel like when you connect with him is that when you most creatively come alive yes absolutely i love that uh you're not taking that scripture out of context as well i feel like a lot of people do (laughs) it's like he said he's giving me the desires of my heart but like yeah yeah so i love that 
But yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'll be sitting at church even, and man, I just feel like he's downloading stuff into my head. I use notes and voice memos on my on my phone. That's awesome. I love uh, it. Yeah, and and uh, man, it could be a song, a melody, even just like even even again, just one of those things that like, oh man, this is a declaration that I want to be speaking over myself or my yeah. wife and kids or or my team as we go out on the road yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, can you really pause here so for, really for listeners who don't know what that yeah. is? What do you mean by speaking a declaration over yourself and over your team and over your wife? Yeah. So I believe that there's power in your words. I think that God chose to speak when he created the world and created us and, and he could have just thought it, but he spoke it and, and it just, it gets your, yeah, I don't know the full science on it, but it just gets your body into action. Like you're using your tongue and you're, you're telling yourself like, Hey, this is a promise of God. I'm going to stand on this and I declare this over my life. There's just something that happens. Again, I don't know the science behind it, but I've heard it time and time again, whether the speaker is a believer or not, there's power in your words. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so there's like, spiritual okay, power too, but yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm like, so, okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage. So anytime I come across a passage of scripture or even in an interview or, you know, it doesn't matter the scenario, I hear something that, that I'm like, oh, that's really good. And that lines it up with my morale and my relationship with the Lord and, and how I want to be as a believer, as a musician, as a father, as a husband, whatever. Um, I'll jot it down. And then daily, I'm, I'm not perfect. I miss some days, but I tried to go through and just speak those things out. There's this video of this little girl standing on a bathroom counter. I've seen it's it. I, yes, 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 yes. And, and she is so animated. But she's like, I love my house. I love my mom. I, you know, she's just, she's just telling herself like, Hey, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. And that video is so powerful. It's really cute, but it's so powerful. So yeah, that's what I try to do. I'm not quite as animated as that little girl, but yeah, <laughs> that would be, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you're talking earlier about like, you know, the enemy tries to, to derail us with lies. And so it's really about giving God's voice the authority that it deserves. And I'd be curious to see how you feel about this, but like guarding our calling and, and guarding God's voice and living in his voice, like, would you say that's kind of a responsibility? Like how we, we use the lives he's entrusted us with well. Absolutely. It is a responsibility. And I don't know where, I can't reference it in the Bible, but I've heard that God will hold basically those in a position of leadership or whatever in the church. Influencer, yeah. High, higher, higher standard. And that should be a wake up call in and of itself, right? It's like, all right, this is a big responsibility that I have. And, and thought it was interesting to use the word guard. I've even had to learn, even just on a uh, practical level as a dad, like just let's just take faith out of it for a second as a dad knowing that okay my two-year-olds are sponges they watch and listen to everything that we do whether we realize it or not they are listening or watching and so guarding what i allow into my life because what what we allow in is what is naturally going to come out wow Um, yeah it's just it it just is what it is um if you think you're exempt sorry sweetheart you're not (laughs) yeah it's uh, a It's not a respecter of persons, right? So if you are, you know, watching movies with tons of language or whatever, like that's what's going into your head. And so when you stub your toe, what is naturally uh, yeah. going to come out? Yeah. Like, yeah, 
you know, it just, it just is. And, uh, so I've just had to learn. And, and again, I'm still learning, like, where's the line and, and what will I allow into my life? And even people like certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Now being a protector of my wife and my kids, like certain people say, like, okay, like we're going to love them from a distance. Yeah. But as far as our inner circle, there's, there's so much more at stake here. Yeah. With my family. Yeah. By allowing this uh, habit in or them seeing this set of whatever rules that don't line up with what we believe. So it can be a tricky thing, but that's again, where Holy Spirit will come in and yeah. help guide you. And sometimes you just know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. There's just a knowing that comes along with uh, having a relationship with with God and with Holy Spirit that he will illuminate things to you. And He'll be your light. And again, you can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. So how can we really reflect on God's love? So you sing a lot about God's love and, and even the promises I, are rooted in that, right? Like the goodness, the promises you sing yeah. about, the goodness and the heart and the faithfulness of God's love. So what are some some ways that we can really like from a practical level, maybe show how do you experience might be a, an easier way to say it. How do you experience and really soak in God's love? Yeah. Again, that comes from spending time with him. Um, you can't experience someone's love if you're not spending time with them. But something that I, I like to do and something that reminds me of God's love all the time is one, when I read through scripture, it's just very obvious. Like for God so loved, right? Love is the main theme. Loved it so much that he sent his only son to a really desperate and falling apart world, a world that could not keep the rules. Like they just couldn't do it. Like that's what the Old Testament is. It's there to show you and to prove that people couldn't do it on their own. And then God sends Jesus out of the love for us. And and then we we basically get to ride on the coattails of what Jesus did. Like, if that's not love, I don't know what is, right? Like God sending his only son to pay the price for us. And then he sees us now through the lens of Jesus. Like all of our past mistakes are washed clean. I feel like I can, uh, I can really break off here, but go, go, go. Yeah. That doesn't give that, that doesn't give us a free pass to do whatever we want. I think that, I think that we can experience heaven on earth, but I think we can also experience hell on earth. And yeah. I think that we have more authority than we think we do. Yeah. Uh, and Galatians yeah. five, I think it says that God has given us the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I think it's good and bad. So wow. again, that's where declarations come in. Like you're just, un- God wants to get us things. He wants to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope in a future. But I think that requires faith. That requires us stepping out and saying, I agree. And I'm in agreement with what you're saying here. Thank you for already winning the battle and amen. And yeah. For paying yeah. the price. And, and I just want to step into that fullness of what you have for me. So whatever that looks like, I'm here. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Your yeah. plans are always better than mine. I think we settled for good and better and sometimes miss ah. out on God's best. So that could be crazy too. You might think, oh, well, that was a cool decision or whatever. It's like, might have been, but God might have had an even better yeah. outcome. Yeah. So you just just always have that open-ended conversation and say, God, whatever you have, I want that. So I don't remember what the initial question that's was. That's okay. I love that quote. But, whatever you uh, have, I whatever you have, I, I think that's a great, a powerful prayer. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's going to grow you up, first of all, because it's the things in us that hinder us from experiencing the life that God desires. And then that. So I'm this kind of actually reminds me of a quote. And I don't remember where, like I said, I stalked you online. 
So sure. <laughs> and then yeah. this was this was on your song Build a Boat, but you said, I hope this song encourages you to go beyond what's comfortable to experience the reward waiting on the other side of crazy faith. And I, I feel like your 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 statement there, like God, whatever you have for me, that kind of encapsulates what you're saying here, right? And what you're saying in both your songs. Yep, absolutely. You take a, a guy like Noah who bless his heart was the village idiot. Like people (laughs) looked at Noah, like you are just absolutely crazy. Sure, man, like build this boat, but it's not even just like a a backyard project. Like it overtook a big, you know what I mean? It's like, it was like a hundred years, right? Or something Uh, like it wasn't like, yeah, done tomorrow. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Crazy. Like that's, that's not a short amount of time to devote to something that God's called you to and not see it come to pass yet. And I think that in and of itself is, will preach in today's church. Yeah. But that is the most beautiful part about the Noah story to me. It's not how big the boat was. It's not the flood. It's not the animals. It's Noah's obedience and his faith. And I think that Hollywood and media portray this story in a way that is, is almost like this argument or this wrestle between God and Noah huh. or Evan Almighty or, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. your poison. But, but the Bible just says that Noah was obedient and he did everything exactly the way that God asked him to, period. And I, that just blows my mind. Like if I was Noah, I would have had some questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I might have been like, uh, you know, I know, you know, I don't know how this is going to turn out good for anybody, you know, whatever. But in, in the moments where life throws me a curveball or I can't see where God is taking me, He's made the ask, but I can't see what the end is going to be. I remember Noah and I go, wow, hopefully this isn't a life or death scenario. But if it is, you know, if it is or if it isn't, God just wants our yes. Like, I don't even think it's a matter of how much faith that we have. We could be scared to death. Amen. He just wants our yes. He just wants our willingness. And I think that that blesses him. He actually says that faith is the only thing that pleases God. So when we step out in that, there's a trust. And again, trust comes from relationship. It comes from him proving himself. Like I look back on the 31 years I've been alive and I just see time and time again, the faithfulness of God. And so as that relationship continues on and progresses further and, and maybe the, the asks or requests that he gives me get crazier, I can look back and go, well, he brought me through this. He brought me through this and he said this and it happened and, and whatever. So I have no reason to doubt. That's yeah. when we let fear come in and take over instead of choosing uh, to believe him or choosing to have faith in him. That's beautiful. Well, I think that's a great way to end our conversation is just really focusing on his faithfulness, his promises, his letting him be our light. So what's next for you? Yeah, we've got a tour coming up in the fall. We're really excited about nice. Um good friend of mine's name is Jordan Felice, and uh, we're going to go out and do a tour together finally. It's been on our radar for nice. a while, so we're nice. glad that's happening. Man, I I have like, of course, you know, big goals and, and things I would love to do, but as far as like a season to season, I try to just stay open. Amen. And as things kind of come across, assess and go, God, is this it? Or nice. is there something else? Nice. And, and I'm not perfect by any means. You know, we've gotten out on the road before and, and have gone, I don't know if this was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, then that's his um, grace, right? Cause he just like, you were trying, yes, your absolutely. heart was with me. Yeah. 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 For sure. But yeah. So I, I do know that we want to put out some Christmas music 
Uh, nice. I love Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the crazy part about Christmas music is that you have to record it and turn it in in the summer. So it's like <laughs> getting in that frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. As it's blistering hot outside. Yeah. It's a little weird. <laughs> um, but we're yeah. hoping to do that this year, hopefully. Nice. Nice. But uh, yeah, man, honestly, my favorite thing, though, is is getting to spend time with my girls and my wife. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And uh, it, it's just wild. Every time I come home, they're doing something new. Their new thing is they have this little foam square. That they it's their stage, so they'll take the little poem, yeah, yeah, and and they'll sing and and play guitar and oh, that's precious. So yeah, it, it's it'll be a fun year for sure. That's awesome. Well, we're we're looking forward to what you release next, and I think I'm gonna spend the rest of my afternoon playing my light and build a boat, and yeah, I might do a little dancing in my kitchen, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so thank much you. for having me. Well, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. Share it with your friends. And we have some discussion questions actually in our show notes. I encourage you to gather people around and just talk through those and see what happens. And until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.